You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. Alyssa Gilamas was encouraged to try swimming by Coach Glenn O'Sullivan. Once she started, she found that she felt free in the water because she did not have to wear braces and was not sitting in a chair. Alyssa was born with arthrogryposis, which affects the use of joints and muscles. She began paraswimming in 2008 with Great Lakes Adaptive Sports Association, a moving United member organization based in Illinois. Alyssa would represent Team USA at the 2012 and 2016 Paralympics. She has now founded AMG Fitness to elevate at-home workouts specifically for people with disabilities and lead some online fitness classes through Move United On Demand. So, Alyssa, it's great to chat with you today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to be here. I thought, uh, so some, some familiar names uh, came across when I, was, when I was looking into a little bit about your, your background and history, and one of them was Glenn O'Sullivan. I understand Glenn was was kind of uh, an impetus behind you getting into swimming. Yes, absolutely. He was actually uh, my first uh, swim coach, and he kind of actually talked to me about the Paralympics. I grew up not really knowing about adaptive sports. It was the 90s, and my I was with two other siblings, so it was just not something my parents really um, put me in. Um, but... Yeah. So I was actually swimming on an able-bodied team and he saw, and he was like, have you ever heard about the Paralympics? And I was like, no, I'm not really familiar. And he kind of gave me the rundown and he said, I think you would be really great. And before I know it, I was on team USA. So happened really quickly, but he was definitely the force behind that. So how long had, had you been, where, when, when did you start swimming? I should ask first. Yeah, I started swimming when I was about three years old as a form of physical therapy, and I always loved the water. I felt free. I kind of felt like, you know, like, quote, unquote, a normal kid, and I kind of just kept up with swimming, and the the rest is history. And so if you started uh, at three, and then obviously you said you swam with, with uh, you know, an, an able-bodied team and, and uh, program, uh, when did you then, when did Glenn introduce you to para-sport? Yeah, I think I was about 12 or 13 and I was nationally classified and I was nationally classified as a six in swimming. So um, then we went to uh, Minnesota for Team USA trials and I was actually inter- or internationally classified as a five. So I dropped down a little bit and I think that's what kind of propelled me really quickly because as a six I was competitive but as a five I was really competitive Mm. so (laughs) at 13 I remember getting out of the pool and I again very very new to this I've never been to an adaptive me I've never seen so many people with disabilities swimming in my entire life and I get out and Glenn says and he puts down a time that's like three seconds away from my 200 um, freestyle. And he said, do you know what this is? And I said, no. And he said, that's the American record. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. So I got <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I went from zero to 100 really quick. I always say that I kind of fell into the success of swimming because it did happen so quickly. But he was definitely um, a really big part of that. 
I know you mentioned a little bit about the, what it is about swimming, but you know, why, why, what, what is it about being in the pool and being in the water? Yeah, absolutely. I always felt free as a kid and I always felt like I could keep up. Right. And that was a huge part of like me growing up. And I was like, yeah, I might not be able to run as fast. I might not be able to do X, Y, and Z, but I know I can beat you in the pool. And I think for some, it, it was an evil, even playing field, right? Like a part of swimming is like, you have to get to the other side. There's no exceptions. There's nothing else you just have to get to the other side. And I really like that about the sport. And I think that's what kept me swimming for my entire life. And I know that you liked uh, short distances, I think over long distances, right? Yes. I was a 200 freestyler. So kind of like that mid distance, but I was definitely more of a sprinter than a distance. And, and, and is it because you just like going fast or like, like getting out of, you know, off the, the start quick or, what was it about the short term? Um, I think I'm really good at going out fast and staying fast. Um, so when you look at like my splits and stuff, I can usually take my 50 free and keep that for the um, short amount of distance. And so I think that's what makes distance swimmers really good is that they can keep up with in that sense, right? Like distance, you usually come out really quick. Then you have to slow down and kind of do that. And I'm like, Nope, I am one speed. I am just trying to be as fast as possible for as long as possible. And I know before you reached the, the, the national team, uh, you know, did you have some competitions? I assume that since you're in Illinois, you went to the great lakes games probably. And Yes. Um, when I was 12, again, I wasn't really, um, exposed to adaptive sports until then. Um, so I think I went to the great lakes games once or twice, which is really cool. Um, but other than that, I was kind of exposed, uh, during able-bodied. So I swam on my summer league team, um, every summer since I was five. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of where I learned just like the competitiveness and the competing aspect of swimming. Awesome. Did you ever go to junior nationals? Um, no, I don't. I think so. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I think I went one summer and then I then turned into nationals. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and so when did you realize that, uh, you know, you mentioned Glenn obviously introduced you to it, but when did you realize this is something that you wanted to do, that you wanted to go to, the, you, you wanted to strive to, to make the Paralympics and compete there? Yeah, absolutely. Again, like I said, I kind of fell into success really quickly. Um, but all of a sudden there was new goals and new things. I wanted to break that American record and I did that summer. And then I wanted to make um, the Pan Am team and I did that summer. And I actually have a cool story is that I didn't know if I was London material. I knew I could be real material, but I came in the year before London. So mm. I was new. I was really young and I was like, okay, like real was kind of like the goal I set and London was a little bit out of my reach. Um, and I went to Pan Am and I got four silver medals and I was kind of just reflecting to one of the coaches and, um, Janine Carpenter, who I'm still very close with to this day. And she looked me straight in the eyes and said, you're London material. And I had no idea I could even shoot for that role. And that got me through a lot. And six months later, she was at a London trial saying, I told you so after I made the team. So I think that was kind of like the moment that I could be like, oh, wow, this is, I'm, I'm better than I thought. Yeah. So in 2012, you were how old then? 15. Okay. So 15, you're making your first Paralympic Games. What was that like? 
Oh man. It was, I think I looked back at it now and I thought I knew everything and I knew nothing. I was so young, but you know, it was really cool. Cause I always look back so fondly on London because the goal was to get there. It wasn't to meddle. It wasn't to kind of like have all these outside pressures. I did it. I made it to London. So I think that was really cool. And then making it to finals in the 200 free where I placed fifth was just like the icing on top. So I think all in all, I look really fondly on that. So it's nice when you don't have that, have any expectations, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I was 15. I was like, I have my whole career ahead of me. So I I did the goal, which is making t- the team. Exactly. Not only making a team, not having expectations, but just taking in the experience. Because sometimes that first-time experience is, is overwhelming. So now that you, yeah. you had that under your I mean, don't get me wrong. I was very overwhelmed, but... <laughs> <laughs> And and so, uh, how did that experience set you up then to 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 compete in Rio? Yeah, absolutely. I think after London, I kind of had a you know like a fire under me, and I was like, okay, I want to make Rio, but I want to make Rio, and I want to medal, and I want to kind of open up the rest of my swimming opportunities. Um, so I really dug deep. And uh, what's cool about swimming and like the Paralympics aspect is that we still have to compete every summer. So it's not like you have this like goal that you're like, oh, I have to successfully be there in four years. It's like, oh, I'm going to go to Worlds. I'm going to go to Pan Ams and I'm going to go to Worlds again. So I felt like it was a good way to set myself up for Rio because again, I came in so quickly prior to London that I didn't really get that cycle. I'll be like, okay, this is how world championships work. And this is like what I should do and what I should strive for. So that was really helpful to set me up to Rio. So kind of like, you know, taking a big goal, but bringing it up into smaller chunks, right? And then just yeah. kind of, oh, it, it seems a lot more time. manageable than saying, okay, you got to train for four more years. I'm like, oh, that's, that's a long time. <laughs> exactly. And then I know that you uh, ended up, obviously from Illinois and, uh, to Maryland to attend Loyola, right? Yes. And what was the, what was the process in terms of selecting Loyola as your place to get your undergrad? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people probably don't know this is Brian Loeffler um, was on the London team. He was one of the coaches and he is the head coach of Loyola. So he kind of gave me some feelers when I was <laughs> in London and I was like, again, I'm 15. I haven't even thought about college, but he, um, from the very start, believed in me and believed in my dream and was like, I want to do everything that's possible to make that happen and for you to go to school and to swim division one. And because of him, I am the person I am today. So I give him a lot of props, but he made that decision very easy to go to Loyola. So, so you think, so it was mainly him, him, I mean, the culture and the environment and the, and the, and yeah, the, I like, I think I already had kind of had made my decision. I wanted to go to Loyola before even seeing campus. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, sometimes that, that's all it takes, right? It's just yeah. that, that one person or that one environment or mm-hmm. culture or support that you, that, that, that's important. Obviously when you're making a big decision, like going to college. <laughs> Absolutely. And like, I knew I wanted to swim in college and just swimming on a division one team and having those teammates every day was absolutely incredible. And those that aren't in the swimming world may not know that it's actually, you know, it's a great school and it's a great school for swimming. And there's been a number of other athletes, you know, that have gone there as well. So I know that you, you have some team USA, you know, colleagues that, that uh, have gone there as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. We always joke that Brian tried to make it like the next Team USA hub because <laughs> there's been there's been a decent amount of people who have gone through that or and um, trained under him. So not necessarily gone to the school or swam on the team, but trained under him, which was really cool because then I kind of got a sense of both. Right. Like I had a sense of my teammates who I was going to go to Rio with. And then I had a sense of like the teammates that I swam just in college with. And I think it was such a good mix. Yeah. And, and so how is, uh, just as a student and, and obviously a student athlete, how was, how was college life? What did you, what did you end up getting your major in? Yeah, absolutely. I studied um, communications in PR and I think, um, being a student athlete, I actually look back at it now, now that I'm retired and much older and I'm like, Oh my God, I spent four hours a day and I went to all of these classes and I tried to still have a social life. Like, how did I do that? Um, but it was one of those things that I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it definitely was a lot of work and it was a lot of sacrifices and uh, being so far away from home and then training over the summer, I think it was a lot of sacrifices. And I don't want to put a damper on it, but it was definitely a lot harder than anyone says it is. Worth it. 100% right. worth it, but it is very, very difficult. So I think that's good advice for any young athlete to just know and understand, right? As the, yeah. Is indeed the amount of work that you have to put in to becoming an, an elite athlete. Yes, absolutely. I think it's worth it, but it does require sacrifices. I think in the four years that I was at Loyola, I was home at home for five days at Christmas, four days for Thanksgiving and maybe over Memorial Day weekend. And that was really the only time I was home. Um, So I think that is also something that people don't realize is all the behind the scenes stuff that makes everything else happen. So after after retiring from swimming and and uh, and obviously graduating, uh, I know one of the things that you uh, have have taken on and, and actually it's going to be a year uh, anniversary is uh, the, the AMG Fitness. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. AMG Fitness is Adapt, Move, and Gain Fitness, and it is a fitness resource for people with disabilities to get active at home. So when I retired. COVID hit and I was always very active, especially as I was starting to retire. I always found that like moving my body was so important, whatever way I could. Yeah, I I didn't necessarily have a pool to go swim in every day. So it was at the gym or just at home. And I kind of realized there's significantly less resources for people with physical disabilities just to get active, right? Like we can't go join a class. We can't go to peer bar or orange theory or whatever, like fitness classes pop up in your area. And I kind of wanted to change that because everyone, no matter if you're an elite athlete or not, should feel good and feel confident in their body and their ability to do so. And so uh, how, do, how, do, how do you, uh, do you do online classes or what, what's kind of walk us through the, the, the structure and then how you frame uh, AMG Fitness? Yeah, absolutely. So there's three different programs for three different abilities. So ADAPT is all seated. Um, MOVE is seated and standing. So you can do a little bit of both. And GAIN is mostly standing, kind of like what I do because I walk with long leg braces. 
Um, and so it's all online and it's all, um, virtual. So you can go to amgfitness.org and there are workouts done every Sunday. And then there's videos to see how you can do each exercise. So it's kind of do it yourself and, um, I'll help guide you as much as possible. So that's kind of how I set it up because I did realize that everyone works out at different times mm-hmm. and to be able to just have this resource for the 30 minutes you have time works for people. And I know uh, you also, as, as part of that work that you do, you did some work for our, our on-demand platform too. So uh, which, uh, which programs or, or uh, uh, instructional activities did you do uh, for Move United? Yeah, absolutely. So AMG is all based in about hit. And a little bit of strength and cardio, but mostly HIIT workouts. So I did five HIIT workouts um, with this awesome veteran that I met on set. And it was great. Really awesome to do it through you guys. I've been such a fan of Move United, obviously, with um, being such a vital part of the um, adaptive sports industry. And it was cool to do it. And I, I, we should back up a little bit for just those that are maybe starting or thinking about it. What is it? <laughs> it is a high intensity interval training. Mm-hmm. So it usually means you're doing a little bit of like, um, basically means you're doing high intervals at some things and then you rest, right? Like you do five times 15 jumping jacks and you rest and it's kind of be able to move your body the whole time. So it's kind of a, a brief break, but then kind of keeping keeping that intensity as, as it's in the title, kind of at the, at a high level. Yes. And then you said you, you you're doing some strength conditioning as well. Yes, at Move United, I think one of my classes is uh, strength training. And uh, is, is that just like traditional weights and 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 lifting or? Um, so it's really just adding to that hit workout, but it's using a little bit heavier weights. I kind of like still like getting your heart rate up, but using a little bit heavier increases your, not only increases your heart rate and increases your endurance, but it also increases your strength. And I kind of like that mix. Those are the workouts I do. That's the workouts I kind of believe in. So that's why I teach them. Awesome. And besides AMG fitness, what other things are keeping you busy these days? Yeah, absolutely. I am a health and exercise consultant for the National Center of People with Disabilities. So I work with NichePad now, which is awesome. And um, other than that, that's what's really keeping me busy from being retired and now kind of just keeping everyone else active as I stay active as well. That's great. I saw that announcement about NichePad. I think it's relatively new, right? Yes. Awesome. Uh, we do a lot of work with them and and uh, and Lakeshore as well. So that's great to hear. I look forward to hearing more about what what you're contributing in that space. And then I think just you know backing up a bit, um, let's talk a little bit about you were born with androgryposis, right? Did I say that right? Arthrogryposis. Arthrogryposis. And and so what what does that mean for you? I know obviously every disability is different with every individual. So um, how has that affected affected you? Yeah, absolutely. I walk with uh, long leg braces, so it affects my uh, legs and my hands. So there's, um, so arthrogryposis is really just the muscles and joints in your body didn't fully develop. So my right hand only goes up, my left, my left hand only goes down, and then it affects my, um, 
legs. So I walk with uh, long leg braces I have since I was a baby and, uh, it doesn't really uh, slow me down, but it, then I've been having a disability for 27 years. I feel like I kind of right. figured it out, which is cool in a sense, but it's also, um, I kind of have to remember that as well, that everyone's in their different boat and everyone has just a different disability and when they acquire it. So mm-hmm. me knowing how to do something probably took 27 years as opposed to someone else. Absolutely. And, and so it's like muscle, it affects muscles mainly, right? Yes. Yeah. Muscles and joints. Yeah. Okay. And so let's, uh, let's close with just mentioning what AMG fitness is and like, uh, again, your website. And like, if you're on any social media platforms, let's, uh, let's make sure we get those out too. Yes, absolutely. AMG is on amgfitness.org. It is a nonprofit. It is free to use, free membership. And I am very active on all my social media. So you can find me at Alyssa Jalamis on Facebook, at Alyssa Jalamis on Instagram, and at AMG Fitness on TikTok. Awesome. Well, I hope that people will go check out you know, some of the programs that you offer there, as well as the programs that you put together for Movie United on on demand. Thanks, Alyssa. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely.